Wait, what's it called? The Ebony Mac Show. It's a podcast. Period. <laughs> what? It's a podcast. What's up, Ebony Mashup family? What's going on? How y'all doing? Happy Tuesday. Back for another episode. So today we just really chilling and it's gonna kind of be a wild card episode. It's a wild card episode. But heavily focused on sports today. <laughs> black. Duh. It's gonna be a wild card. I'm gonna say black. It's not gonna be black because the first thing we're talking about is not black. Yeah. It involves me, but it's not black. It involves I'm black. You? Yeah. So then it's black. So I say it involves me, so it's black. So what's the first thing you want to talk about? Coaching. Yes. I love when you coach. Yeah, ever since she told me I can't play football no more. Well, I started coaching before then. You did. But he could not play football no more, Ever since she y'all. told me I can't play football anymore, I've been wanting to get back into coaching. But moving back here <laughs> to the Chicagoland area, yeah, it's a lot of daddy ball. What's that? Basically... It starts, it's, that's a lot of daddies that's coaching. Mm-hmm. And they think their kid is the best. Okay. But but then you have those who not coaching and still think their kids are the best, but they suck. <laughs> but you play, I mean, you coach football and basketball. Mm-hmm. So, but what you want to go back, football is your first love. Yeah. So... Our our son does not play football, so how is that for you? It's not a problem. I so know. not at all. No. So what is it like going out there? Like your love for the sport, how does it translate with other kids, especially knowing that it is a daddy sport or a daddy whatever you I said, said. And then you gotta remember too, like a lot of the kids, you say kids of color, mm-hmm. their fathers aren't around, so it's it's their mothers that. Put them in the sport, and usually to keep trust. Them out of trouble. Yeah. But they usually have to have a level of trust for trust. the people yeah. coaching the team. Yeah, and then that's where I find the problem where you may have this one kid. All he has is his mom. He ain't got nobody to speak for him. He might be shy or not even shy. Like he just don't know the people that he's playing with because, like you said, he's been with his mom, so that's True. all you know. And then you got this coach. He got his son on the team. His son probably sucked. And this kid's probably better than his son, but he gonna put his son in because that's his son. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, yeah. And that's what I said. I like. I said when we first moved back, it was I'm not even gonna say an organization. It was a coach that I was trying to get back in with, mm-hmm. and I've been looking at him ever since we left the first time. Cause good coaches, yeah, really, really do. You you never forget what they do for you. Yeah. Know what I mean for you. And I said when I reached out to them, at the time they were you know they were already. In this, I don't think they were in the season yet, but they were already in their training mode. So he already had his coaches already lined up and everything. Mm. But he gave me a list of teams to check out, you know, see if I was interested in any of them. And I was not. But, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, he sent me a, a message today on Messenger. Okay. And he said he's thinking about bringing his team back this way and wants to know if I was still interested. And he was like, course, absolutely. I'm in. That's yeah. what I put. I'm in before he even asked. I said, I'm in. 
Dope. Like I said, I've been watching him ever since we left before. Yeah. Because he left the organization that we were a part of. And like I said, I've been keeping my eye on him. And like I said, that's why I wanted to coach with him when we were here. Yeah. Because I know a lot of the parents hated him, but. You need his, that sometimes. His, if you go look on his Facebook, I'm not going to say his name. But if you go look on his Facebook page, that's all you ever see is his ex-players just sending him messages and commenting on everything that he posts. Mm. Yeah. So before we go deeper into this, I found a quote for today's episode. Okay, go ahead. Boom. So it says, life is not a spectator sport. If you're going to spend your whole life in the grandstand, just watching what goes on, in my opinion, you're wasting your life. And that comes from the great Jackie Robinson. Jackie. Yes. I love that quote because as we talk about sports and like you just talked about, about coaching and everything, a lot of times we do go through life and it's, it's just a spectator sport for us. It's not something that we actively engage in. And that's what I love about you. And I love your passion for the game. Even knowing you don't have a kid that plays the game that you love. So... I don't. I think a lot of people thought it was gonna be a problem with me. I'm like, first off, Jay is skinny, <laughs> and let's put it this way: the reason why he didn't play football when he wanted to was because somebody didn't want him to play. I was that somebody. Don't don't <laughs> look. Let's not do like they do on Facebook. That all that damn that subtle all the subtle posts. Somebody no. Say it directly to me. His mama didn't want him to play. Me. I did not. I felt like his body was not built. Was. But that's what I told him. I was like, look at your brother. Your brother played football until he was how old? My brother did play football until he was older, into his into his early teens. And how, he was good. However, okay, however, my brother also played Pop Warner from a very young age. But that's why Jay didn't play from a very young age because... He played what from a very young age? He played basketball. Basketball. You can't just throw a kid because you, right into football in their preteens. You didn't want him to play. I did. So, and then when he really wanted to play was when we moved back here. He wanted to play. No. No, no, no. Because my thing is you don't understand the game enough. You don't even watch the game on your own. Outside of, outside of that, I am not setting my baby up for failure. No, no, we can even move on to the next topic because I was not letting my baby. I was just telling you how <laughs> it feels not to have a child playing. Oh, well, my bad. I got all riled up. He but wasn't playing no football, though. He wanted to play, though. Too late. But, <laughs> no, he wanted to play last year when he got to a new school and he saw... That they were good. I think even we, though he left Valdosta, man, knowing they were good, he didn't want to play then because he was like that. They good, <laughs> man. Like so, when we lived, we lived in Valdosta, Georgia, which is was it southeastern Georgia? Yeah. So we lived in southeastern Georgia. I don't know if we mentioned it on here or not yet, but football is built into the fabric of that little town. It's the most winningest town in America. Yeah, I think they even did a documentary on it. Um, Title Town USA. Title Town USA. So they, got, they got who? Twenty-two state championships. 
Yeah. And like six national, Valdosta High School has 22 state championships. I think six national championships and like mm-hmm. 47 regional mm-hmm. champions. Lowndes High School got, I don't know, five or six state championships. Right, right. I don't think they got no national championship. All I know is that no matter what I've ever been to there, because I was a reporter there, I was a journalist. So. You can't forget, you can't forget Valdosta State is there too. And they're yeah, yeah. Probably one of the best Division two football teams in America. Yeah. And their girls' basketball team was Liddy. No, that's the high school. Valdosta the high school. Girls oh, okay. Team okay. Was Liddy. Okay. Was like, the town of Valdosta, what, the city of Valdosta. I'm going to say tiny. They big. made me love sports again. They made me love it yeah. on a level that felt like yeah, I was, was still. That, that was y'all first time experiencing really sports, in the South. sports in the South. Because <laughs> we went to games in Conway, but they didn't get to see the whole day lead up to the game. Listen, in Valdosta, so I'm getting off work. I was a reporter, so sometimes I would cover the stories. Mm-hmm. And so when I first went to Lowndes High School, I had to go that morning. I had to go to Lowndes High School in the morning, and I had to go to Valdosta in the afternoon mm-hmm. because it was that that game that they when they head uh, up. Wintersville. It was Wintersville. When they do the Wintersville Classic, that was the coolest story that that's I that's was able to cover. That I had to cover, and so to see, like from the principals on down to the students, down to the janitors, like everybody everybody like is excited like the old heads be out there with their chairs and they little like, seat cushions and at it's amazing. and at lounge it's amazing it's like a college atmosphere yeah they so, tailgate before the game they, the, they get a police escort she never saw that before that's why I, I was like when i was playing in high school we got a police escort mm-hmm. everywhere we went i had never seen no stuff like and this she was like what like she didn't she never noticed because everybody knows I'm a big Clemson fan, and my family is one now. But <laughs> and my youngest, she is never noticed there. <laughs> that everywhere Clemson went, when they showed Dabo on the sideline, it was a state trooper right beside him. Oh yeah, and she was like, "That's the South Carolina state troopers." I was like, "Yeah, they go everywhere." They go. I didn't know because so up like, here it's not like yeah, that. Yeah, up here football is like. Even though basketball is big up here, basketball is still not like that up here. No, because when you coach, we're talking about coaching. When you coach Jaden's, you started as an assistant coach. Yeah. But when you coach their team to the championship game. What, in Valdosta? In Valdosta, that was amazing to me. And just to see yeah, I was the, the number coach. of people in the stands for a, oh, yeah, a rec league game. I was for game. a rec league basketball game. That was packed. How did you feel being down there like – you coached directly before you've coached basketball also. But that's what I said. I coached grown men in basketball. That and it was that, nothing like it was that. Nothing like that. Yeah. That was cool for me cuz I remember when you kicked, you know, our son out the out the out of practice. Uh. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't expecting that. He was He thought that like you he, talked about the dad, what did you call it? Daddy ball. When you talked about daddy ball, he thought I'm good. My daddy's is the coach. No, I'm, we was in practice one day, and like, if you ever come to one of our practices, you'd be like, "This is not a practice. It is a practice." Mm. But because we don't run, we stretch, cast things and all that, but we don't run or do none of that because their conditioning is playing. Mm. So we do our drills, we go over whatever defense we running that week mm-hmm. against whatever team, mm-hmm. which we run the same defense all the time. And then for the last hour, just run them. They scrimmaged. 
So do you find then that a lot of coaches maybe waste time yeah. with drills and stuff instead yeah. of just actually letting them do what they do? Because I'm like, I think every aspect of a practice, it has its place. But how else are you going to get the real experience of doing what you're supposed to do unless you're playing in the game? Mm-hmm. So like we had no offense. We had no offensive plays, nothing. And I knew that going in because that's what I like to do. I don't like to run my players because they're going to break them down during the season. So their conditioning was, y'all going to scream at each other. Yeah, and I think on, the court, up and down the court. on y'all's team, you had such a range of ages. Ages and playing skills. And, yeah, ability and skill. Like, I thoroughly, I'm a sports fan, so if y'all don't understand, like, him and I have these conversations, like, I'm just not one of them wives that be like, nah, I don't know. But watching him be fully engaged was amazing for me. And just watching you do, like, do it with our son and still be effective to the point where the head coach was like... He just stepped back and was like, okay. You got this. Because he what happened? He missed a game. For his son's wedding or something. Yeah, for his son's wedding. And then after that, the players was like, man, we want you to be the coach. Yeah. And But he also, it wasn't just like we want yeah. you to be the coach. He saw what you had done in that time that no, you No, I'm saying the going. players was like, yeah. They wanted me to be the coach. Yeah. And I think he kind of sensed that in practice, and he just – he ran practice still, but – Y'all had different coaching styles, yeah. too. But very much necessary, like, that you needed the both of you. Oh, yeah, he had that very, very old-school, stern coaching mm-hmm. attitude. I think the boys thrived off of that. And I also think with, with our son now being – getting ready to try out for varsity, like – so his freshman year, he didn't play varsity. He played – He should have been. He nah, should've. he should have been on varsity, but he they had two freshman teams. They had a freshman A team and a freshman, and a freshman B team, and he ended up on freshman B team because those boys had already played. The freshman A team, all of them went to school together, and they all been playing together since they was little. In the feeder, in the feeder, in the program. feeder program, so with Jaden coming in, nobody had ever nobody seen him play, was, yeah. and so the coach was like, "Well, we kind of it wasn't fair." I'm I mean, be he honest. made because he said what they had over what seventy people try out. And he made it and trying out with the flu. 24, yeah. Like, he had the flu during first day of tryouts. He had the flu the whole time. Yeah, he had it for like a week. And he still made it. And they had him on the freshman B team. And like I said, at the beginning of the season, he was 5'9". Present day. He was day. playing shooting guard. By the middle of the season, I didn't say the middle, by the end, the quarter, last quarter of the season, he was moved to power for it because he had grew to 6'2". Well, he was he grew to six two over the summer. No, 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 no. He was five nine when the season started. He grew he to six, six two over the Christmas break. He was not six two, babe, until after the season. He was six. That's feet. what I'm saying. His last, the last few games. Yeah. No, my bad. He was six one. Yeah. The last few games, and they moved him to power forward. Still, I he the, only weighed one fifteen, but he was playing power forward for some bro, reason. Bro, that boy grew so quick. <laughs> He woke up one day and walked to, because he always come in my room. Jaden make my coffee in the morning. He's like, Mommy, I got your coffee. He come to the door. I was like, Bruh, what happened? I did notice that most of the day, the other day, he slept like all day. Like, he didn't play no video game. He didn't watch no, what did he be watching? Naruto or whatever. He didn't watch none of that stuff. And he got up that other morning. I was like, 
Your feet look big. You look but taller. His she, feet oh, are not big. And she always said that. Your feet look big. He's been wearing the same size since he was, I think, like 13. Yeah, but he just looked longer yeah. than me. Another question I have for you about coaching. Um, I want to know, since you coached up here in the Midwest and you coached in the South, mm-hmm. um, as we look at young black people in sports, do you think that seeing people, how does that affect how does that affect the athlete when you got coaches that look like you, that understand your vernacular, that understand like that's the underlying circumstances? Does that factor in? I believe so because when I coached in Valdosta, we had it was all black boys, one white boy, mm-hmm. and like the like you see like in Valdosta for football they're used to having black coaches, but in basketball they're not. Mm-hmm. And I guess it kind of made them look at like, oh shoot, he's just like us, and he's young too. So, I think so they was always joking. You saw they all they was always joking yeah. around with me. But I had the white boy. His name was Adam. I remember him. Mm-hmm. His uh, dad. His parents were real, his parents were old. Mm-hmm. And his dad came up to me at the practice one day. He was like, I don't know what you're doing, but keep on doing it because mm-hmm. he won't listen to me, but he seems to listen to you. So. <laughs> And he was also also a multi-sport oh, yeah, athlete, he played, I think. He played basketball, baseball, and soccer. He used to leave soccer. No, my bad, not baseball. Cross-country, soccer, and basketball. He used to go to cross-country practice right after school. He'd come to basketball practice, and then he had soccer practice after basketball practice. Yeah. He was he was dope. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like The whole team was dope, though. Whenever we was running, doing our scrimmages and stuff, he'd be the only one that wasn't tired. Endurance, but I think and our son and the other young men that played under you, like that's what we would for our kid was able to translate into this new season. Mm-hmm. Is they had endurance like oh, a, yeah. like no other, and it was from what you said, like running. I'm saying, and then they did. That's what I'm saying. When they were scrimmaging, they didn't realize they was running. Mm-hmm. They thought they were just playing the game. Yeah. Like, no, y'all was out here. Yeah. Calisthenics. So we talked about coaching and all that. I want to jump on over to the NBA starting back. What is your thoughts um, on the NBA season? It's like, for me, it's I understand they still need money. That's their job. They got to work. I get it. Mm-hmm. But NBA contracts are guaranteed. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I kind of feel like a lot of the players who don't want to go back feel is I believe y'all they're gonna take away from what's happening right now. Okay. I mean, but if it doesn't, then great. If they can use that to get their message out somehow by other than putting slogans and stuff on jerseys, but actually trying to make change and instead of the NBA, which I know they just using it to get back so they can make money, but yeah, I wish they'd start their own thing. Like yeah. I really do. I think that I do because I I don't know enough about these people's wealth. I don't, but I really would like to see. I think about the things that we have done historically as Black people. Mm-hmm. I think about Black Wall Street, and I I think about some of the other places I can't name right off. But what is key? There's so much money What's in that? the Black community. I agree, but. Know as well as I know, with black people, we don't like to give our money up. Well, yeah. And in order for you to own a team, you're gonna have to start giving up money. Unless, oh, you know, really, because you have investors and stuff like that. But people gonna want their return. Mm-hmm. 
and you as an owner, you're going to have to do stuff to make money. Like, I know a lot of people that be wanting Jay-Z to do this and do that. He can't do every damn thing. I want Master P. Yo, people so sleep <laughs> on him. Like, everybody keeps talking about Jay this, B now, that. Like, if I can meet one person, that's, my that's person. who I want to meet. It's Master P. Absolutely. That, man, I don't I think people sleep on him. Yeah, and everybody was like, well, he had help. This man got a $10,000 inheritance from his granddad when he died. And look what he turned that into. Yeah, I think I posted that on one of my social medias. And somebody was like, why? How? And I'm like, do you not know him? Like, do your research. (laughs) Math people sleep on Master That's what people forget. No Limit. That was an independent label. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's still, to me, he more in the in, in the um, background still, today, still but he's still no relevant. I yeah. feel like in in a way that we don't. This man putting out food, clothes, shoes, yeah, everything, yeah. So that's what you can't hate on the man. I don't, that's so. Would you like to see him start his own basketball league? He was trying to start his own. It was a women's basketball league, though. Nice, but I don't know what happened because he was an owner. Well, he was the commissioner. Mm-hmm. I know Tiny was the owner. Tiny T.I.'s wife? Yeah. Okay. I forget who else, but I don't know what happened with that. Maybe this COVID thing fucked it up like it did everything else. So, okay, so we're talking about the NBA starting back up, right? It's supposed to start back up July, July 30th, 30th, right? Mm-hmm. And there's like 22 teams. But what happens if you don't get enough? Like, did they consult the players or? That's, that's a lot of players. That's playing for those I'm teams confused. that's coming back. That said they're not coming back. They're not playing. But were they consulted? That's that's what I want to know. I mean, like I know Kyrie Irving is the vice president of the Players Association, mm-hmm. but in the first beginning meetings, mm-hmm. they didn't talk to him, and he's one of the people who don't want to come. He's one of the people who want to start their own league. I love it. So they went on hiatus like on March 11th, I believe. So. How is that going to affect... Because what's the season? I don't really even know. The season would be over by now. So they would normally not be playing... No, they'd be, they'd be in the offseason. Would it be over by now or be about to be over one or two? How does that affect the plan with this now being kind of... Do you think, in well, your it's opinion? it's not going to end until like September, October now. Yeah, it says something in what I and read. it's only going to take like a month or so off. It says the finals will end no later than October 13th. Yeah. And then they're going to take... I don't know, a month or two off. And then next, the next basketball season is going to be shortened. Ooh, Which that's I don't weird. think they should come back now. Just don't come back and just start a new season. Let the season supposed go. To. And then use this time to, you know, to grind out, like you said, to yeah. practice. and Yeah, and do y'all whatever y'all want to do, what the NBA wants to do with helping the movement out. Do that now mm. while y'all don't have to worry about them playing. Just but this season short, that's what I feel. So, do you know if there's going to be scrimmage games? Like, yeah, how are uh, they going to, like... The playoffs don't start until all... It's going to be, like, eight, I think... So, eight these earlier games, games yeah. are going to be scrimmages. Not scrimmages. They're going to be real games. Mm. It's just going to be... To get them back in the... Oh, no. So, it says that uh, the teams will compete in three inter-squad scrimmages mm-hmm. from July 22nd to July 28th. So that's what I just looked and so up. Then the season starts July 30th. That's when they play however many games they got to play. But here's the thing. Then the playoffs start. It's going to be in Florida, which is one of the damn hot, hot. spots. That's what I, they're going to have to move. <laughs> hey, 
Y'all ain't want to move to Chicago? No. I don't want them to come here. The players? The players can come here. You got to think, though. When they play these games, it's not going to be a bunch of fans or nothing in the stands or anything. It's just going to be the people that are essential to the game itself and the broadcast of the game. Okay. Okay. So, I just looked it up. I have the dates for the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's the first round is set to begin August 17th. So that if they're going to run July 22nd through the 28th no, as those enter. It's the inter-squad game. Then the 30th through the 16th or whatever is going to be the regular se- the end of the regular season game. Yeah, so it says the first round begins August 17th. The conference semifinals will begin August 31st. Mm-hmm. And then the conference finals are set to begin September 15th with the um, NBA finals beginning September 30th. So I, I feel like. It's rushed. Yeah, I was about to say I feel like it's 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 tight. It's a tight I, schedule. I don't I when it first when this pandemic first started, I was like, Oh man, please come back. But now I'm like, nah man, because people might start getting hurt and And there's too many variables. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Like I think about all the variables. They said there's gonna be twenty two teams, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so some teams are gonna play seventy two games, some are gonna play seventy three. Like I just feel like it's rushed and Completely yeah, I think this unorganized. Just, just like, okay, watch the season. The season's washed. No mm-hmm. champion because of COVID nineteen. And start again when they're supposed to start. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. It just. I like the NBA. I mean, I didn't watch it for a very long time. That's the thing. Like football is my favorite sport, but I, I would rather prefer play watch football. Yeah. But I would rather watch basketball. Yeah. Because it's quicker. Yeah. Um. What about? Do you know? What is the name? I can't think of it right now. We watch it in football. Are they going to do a draft? The NFL draft? They did the NFL draft. I'm talking about NBA. NBA? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Because that's usually happening. It would. It's usually happening in June. But I'm not sure when it's going to happen. Let me see. I'm going to look it up. Keep talking. But, yes. I mean, I miss the sports, but I've been fine watching these old sports that they've been showing. Oh my gosh. Watching these old Kobe games. I was a big Kobe hater. Like I liked I him. That was, I wasn't a Kobe hater. I just didn't like the Lakers. No, I always thought Kobe was arrogant. I always liked Kobe though. Um I well, liked he just him. He's my favorite, but I liked him. I liked him off the court. Like on the court I always I always talked so, shit when I was watching you basketball. You feel about him the way I feel about LeBron. What do you mean? Like I don't like LeBron on the court. Mm-hmm. But off the court I love him. Yeah, I guess it's the same. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't. Not that he, that I knew he was good. Mm-hmm. Like I always. Yeah, I know knew. LeBron is good, but he's no, I'm too talking soft. about Kobe for me. No, I'm saying like, I'm saying like, I know LeBron is good now, but yeah. like he's too soft to be that big. Damn it! Yeah. Shots fired. But off the court, I love everything he does. <laughs> yeah, I miss Kobe. Yeah. I never thought I'd say it, but I miss him, and I miss. I miss all the things that he did for us as black people. I know people like to talk, you know, whatever, whatever he did, whatever. But none of that has to do with the legacy that he's left. Like I said, like we talked about, like we told the kids last night, they didn't know. They thought Martin Luther King was a saint. (laughs) This man had bitches. Yeah. And look how he is revered in American history. They don't talk about that part of Martin Luther King Jr.'s life. But Kobe, 
supposedly rapes one girl, which come to find out she was a little thot. Mm. And now his he's supposed his uh legacy supposed to be tarnished. Yeah. You're not gonna pull a stupid call. We all have done stuff. Bitch, but <laughs> oh funky <laughs> dog. Hey, Snoop Dogg went crazy when he said that, and now that's just like. But a you thing. gotta think though, he <laughs> is a Lakers fan to the heart. So anytime you come at any one of them players, he gonna oh. Funky dog headed. He said, "Can I say it? Can I say it? Funky dog head, bitch." (laughs) (laughs) But now we love you, Gail. But that was that was dirty. Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, Kobe. I still get emotional a little bit. Yeah, we was uh, well, she was she was cooking, but I was watching uh, Kobe Bryant's Muse, and this you like it? Yeah, that's like the third or fourth time I watched. Me and Jay watched it when it first came out. I haven't seen it. I just yeah. see y'all always watch it. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Okay, so I found about the draft. And that's what he got the Emmy for. That's what's up. I didn't know that that's why he got it. Mm-hmm. I feel like Kobe was always preparing for the future. The future, but sometimes I feel like he was preparing for death. It's just thing. Like I said, like, you know, I listen to Straight from the Heart. That's one of your favorites. Every Tuesday and Thursday, religiously. Yeah. And Harry said that he was talking to an insurance agent, and he said there's two differences between black people and white people. Hmm. He said black people prepare for their death. That's why we're big on life insurance. Right, right. White people prepare for their future. That's why they're big on real estate and what else you said, like mutual funds, IRAs, and all Stocks that. Stocks and bonds. It's like black people plan to die, white people plan to leave their people stuff. Yeah, because there's there's power in property. There's power in owning things. So that's what we do now. We like we have life insurance. We got life insurance, but that's not. I mean, it's important, but that's not the big thing for us. Our big thing is leaving something not just for our kids, but for our kids' kids. Yeah, and that's something that we know for our audience. Like first thing first is you may not be in a position to prepare. Um, for the future, but I think the goal would be to just look at everything that you've done this far and see like, damn, I can plan for that. So with you being able to plan for that, I think that that's the best coaching advice that we can give you. Um, we've talked about coaching this whole episode, but I said like we... As black people, we plan for our immediate future. Mm-hmm. Now, we start planning for the future of our great-grandkids. And beyond us, and leaving beyond a us, legacy. Yeah. yeah. Like, we told our kids, like, y'all go to college, y'all get your career. If y'all want to come back, y'all come, come back. Because we plan to have a compound. Facts. <laughs> you want to come back? Okay, your house is over there. Facts. So, yeah. You want to come back? Your house is over here. That would be my advice. So, like, as I get ready to leave you for this episode, my advice, my coaching tip, I'm not a coach. Um, I'm not a sports coach. I'm more of a lifestyle coach. But my tip would be to start looking into, my call to action would be to start looking into planning. Like you said here, he said. Play, uh, play. Plan for your future and not your death. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's all we're doing within in life insurance is planning for our family to be taken care of after we die. Yeah. 
No, I want my family to be taken care of while I'm still alive. I want my namesake to carry yeah. on even after I'm gone and Not to continue to grow, you know, those that follow and understand the coaching and the skills and the things that we worked hard yeah. right now yep, to leave behind. Jaden, Michaela, and Destiny are on Paragon Dynasty's payroll. Absolutely. Those are our first employees. <laughs> so no matter what, they're going to get paid. Yes. Well, we thank you guys for this wild card. It was good. We just were we chatting. Don't have a, next week is probably going to be another wild card, too. Yeah, we were just chatting about sports, and we decided to... Because <clears throat> it's, uh, you know, it's going through a lot right now. We just need something to kind of lighten the mood. Definitely. And sports brings us together in a way. Yeah. You know, so... We really thank you guys. Like, subscribe, share, comment, engage with us. Let your people know. Let your people know we're going to do better. I know we have been out of whack for a while, but we are doing better. We're not going to do better. We are doing better. Hence the reason we're recording this episode right now. But uh, yeah, I love you all. Um, I really, really do. I thank you all for listening and giving us a platform to just share our voice. All right. In the meantime, in between time, it's your girl, Harmony Lenora. Boy, my J. We thank you again. Peace. Peace. Power to the people.